You are now listening to Out of the Blank. 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 Welcome to another episode of Out of the Blank Podcast. I'm here with Matt. Hey. Hello. What's, how's hey. it going, Matt? Sorry, sorry. it's a little, uh, little early still. I'm trying to wake up. So, I have a question, a big question for you, Matt. Yeah. Have you ever had a terrible experience at a place that is supposed to help you instead of hurting you? Not really. No? no like like no. maybe a medical appointment or something? No, no. Okay. Well, I, I, I try not to go to the doctor anyway. So that's what I'm saying. I've skipped out on going to the dentist for 15 years, probably not the smartest idea, but I just went like three days ago or so. And he was like, all right, we're going to do a root canal. I'm like, wonderful. Approaching the holidays. I'd like to be able to eat some Christmas cookies. And he's like, it's, it's pretty simple. We're going to knock you right out. You know, you're going to be good. Um, would you like to do the pill or the gas? And I was like, let's do the pill. Pill seems fun. Um, you know, so I took the pill thing, waiting there, and he puts the heart rate monitor on me, and the heart rate monitor says 43, and I have a naturally low heart rate, and it's not supposed to go below 50. Once it goes below 50, it starts making, like, beep noises and shit. Um, so he was like, well, that's really weird. It might be a problem with our machine, and I'm like, dude, I've, I work out every day, so I probably have a really low heart rate. I don't eat fast food or anything. He goes, yeah, but it shouldn't be that low. So he grabs another machine, hooks it up to me. They put the sensors on cold as shit and everything. I'm sitting there. I'm like, see, 43, 44. The highest I think it went up to was like 48 or 49. And the machine keeps beeping. So they have to wait for an hour for this pill to kick in. So they have to keep muting the machine every 120 seconds. Exactly. And it just keeps beeping. Like, I'm like, am I dying? You know, like that, that's my biggest question. And I was like, can I make that thing jump higher? And he was like, what do you mean? I'm like, I can give myself a panic attack. And he goes, what? I'm like, I can give myself a panic attack. Watch. I made that bitch jump to 55 and then it dropped back down after I was done. He's like, what'd you do? I was like, I just started thinking about all the blood going through my heart. And then I really amplified that in my head. He's like, what the fuck? And he goes, so are you feeling good? I was like, no, I don't think the pill worked. I just, I, I'm really just feel like I always do tired. And he goes, well, the issue is I can't give you the gas now because your heart rate is so low if i give you that and it drops you down even lower we could have a huge issue like you could die or something could go wrong yeah that makes sense so i said what do we do he goes looks like you're gonna have to try and tough this one out so what he does is he has two nurses hold my feet he has his knee i specifically remember this on top of my wrist so i can't jerk my hand up takes a dremel and goes right in dude I, oh, oh my God. It felt like someone shot me in the brain. I was like, oh, and I was, dude, when you hear that sound of it, it just makes you want to melt in your seat. And I was like, okay. And we got done. He numbed it up and everything. My lip was all puffed out, dude. He fucked up and I have to go back now. I'm like, I paid you $3,000 to fix the issue. And he's like, this is part one of two. And I'm like, I could have paid somebody on Craigslist 20 bucks to punch me in the balls. I would have been in the same situation. If it were me, I would go somewhere else all the way. 
Oh, man. I mean, and then they send you a text like 10 minutes after you leave saying, what would you uh, rate your dentist? I'm like, I don't know. Let me know when this is figured out first. If he does a good job and fixes everything, then I'll definitely rate him highly. I generally don't like going to the dentist, but uh, a few, I think two weeks ago, I had an appointment just for, you know, regular cleaning and all that bullshit. I had to reschedule because of work. And then the day after I rescheduled, a wisdom tooth started coming in and it hurt like hell for three days. Oh my God. That's what I don't understand is like, especially if you go to a place like that, like you're obviously really vulnerable, but like, then I started thinking about it. I was like, when I was a kid and I would go to the dentist or I would go to the doctor, you look at them like they can fix it. There's never going to be anything that goes wrong. They are, they, they're the top of their class. But then after this appointment, I was like, oh, you're just a fucking person. Like, the fact that you're trying your hardest to make this thing get fixed, that it's a roll of the dice. You could completely mess up and it, it doesn't even work. It's like, oh, well, now we got to do this. And then it takes even more damage. You know what I mean? Yeah, but for normal people that don't know anything about the profession, how do you really know when they fucked up? Because they could just be like, oh, that's normal. You know, two appointments, you're good. Well, my painkillers say otherwise because I'm in a massive amount of pain. He was like, how much pain are you? And I was like, a lot. He goes, how, how, like, what do you, like, where are you feeling it? I'm like, it feels like you definitely messed up. Um, now my top tooth is hurting. And I think there's an issue here. It's like going, it's, it goes into kind of like what you do with your podcast, for instance. And this can be a long, long walk for a short drink of water, but conspiracies. I have a conspiracy that all these medical things, they're, they're kind of like, they put you in pain. So you keep going back to them to pay them. Cause I went to a chiropractor like a few, maybe five, six months ago. First time ever was deathly afraid. They fixed my back. I felt so good, dude. I slept 14 hours. That's more than anything I've ever gotten. Then after like maybe a couple of days, I felt like my back was even in more pain than it was before. And I'm like, is it just like a money thing? Like you have to keep going back and that's how they get you. It's like they hurt you even more, but it feels better at the time. And then it just gets worse. Well, if they fix it, you don't go back and they don't make any more money. So, But that's what I'm saying is the conspiracy is that they hurt you. So they're not actually helping you. You think they're helping, but really they're just making it worse. So you have to keep going back and keep paying them. Yeah, I agree with that 100%. Because, I mean, like I said, if if they cure your ailment the first time, then they made their money once. Or they could, you know, fix it for now and make their money twice or three times or more. It's kind of like when Zoom got so big during the coronavirus. I was like, is this a conspiracy? Because Netflix released a, like a lot of really good shit when everything started being on lockdown. I was like, it seems like a giant corporation type thing, like mixed up. I mean, obviously it's real, but at the same time, it's fun to kind of fantasize into that type of conspiracy talk. I mean, Hollow Earth is so damn popular with people, which is like, I've talked to a volcanologist that says that's bullshit. Yeah. I don't know how I feel about the whole pandemic. Like all the home office supplies and computer supplies are just sold out all of a sudden. It's because everybody's working from home. But the weirdest thing is like even people that were pro, like the people that were put in office are now fighting against people in office. Like they're not really taking the vaccine. And I'm like, are we just, are we just trying to find a problem with everything? It was like the whole QAnon thing when it first came out. It's like, this is just going to breed people to, 
fake make fake accounts. I mean, if you're so popular on social media, a bunch of people will make a bunch of accounts just to follow themselves to get their following up. It's like um, I saw a person like get, get called right out on Twitter. They're in New Zealand and someone put up in their New Zealand language, like a bunch of like really harsh racial stuff on their sign. And then they took a picture of it and was like, fuck this. You know, I can't believe these people are thinking this way. If you're against, if you're, if you're pro this, then you're an asshole and you, you know, you don't deserve to live. And then the person got exposed. Like they did that. And then they took a picture of it, acting like they were fighting the side and acting like it was an issue. I'm like, now you're sparking fires. You're you're creating tension that's not there. It's all fucking make-believe. And it makes it so hard because of how much attention that gets on social media. It gives more cause for people to want to go do that shit. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. But like my issue with like, you know, the office supplies and stuff, Generally, the things I buy are really over the top and extravagant, and even that shit sold out. And I'm like, who is buying this stuff? What exactly are you buying that sold out? Uh, I wanted to buy an ultra wide, 49 inch ultra wide monitor for my desk, and those were sold. They were sold out for like three months, and I'm like, who the fuck buys this shit? I'm thinking fucking staplers or like little yeah. sticky notes and shit. And you're like, no, I want a 49 inch yeah. monitor. I'm like, damn. I'm like, well, that's probably something they keep low in stock. Like I have a buddy that works at Staples and I just walked in. I was like, I've never been in here before. Um, what do you guys have? Like, I just see the laptops out front and he goes, we have everything. I'm like, what do you mean? Everything? He's like, follow me. He's walking me through the store. Next thing you know, I see groceries and shit. I'm like, I don't know if I want to. I want to spend $7.99 on like a thing of animal crackers when I can go to the Dollar Tree and get that for a buck. It kind of seems like you're chipping some people. He's like, well, they're really yeah. good animal crackers. I was like, fucking, I'm are fine they, with all. Are they better than normal animal crackers though? I think honestly, off-brands are sometimes even better. Like you've heard of goldfish. Well, there's yeah. a thing called whales. It's so much better. I don't know what it is. It's, I guess when, <laughs> I think it's the salt contents of it. Like, you know, you put a goldfish in your mouth, there feels like a little bit like it's like a little bit sweet, sweet yeah. to the tongue. The whales have that like times 50. And I'm like, oh my God. Like, it's like, this is obviously causing, maybe that's why I got the root canal from too much whales. <laughs> <laughs> Eating all the whales. Now your teeth are bad. Oh God. It's beautiful. What would, um, I mean, I don't know. I'm trying to think with the office supplies thing, how big of an issue that's going to end up becoming since people are going to be working from home a lot more now. Well, it's hard as hell to find webcams and microphones and stuff now, too. Because everybody, you know, they got to do their meetings from home. Yeah, maybe that's just a way to keep us inside so they can keep advertising to us. You ever notice that now more? I guess... I would say more often than not when you're like, I'm talking to you right now through a zoom meeting, but then eventually like something we're going to say in this podcast is going to pop up on my phone. And I'm like, I didn't yeah. even type that in anywhere before it was like, they low key oh. did it. Like, Oh, you search this at one point in your life. You're like, I guess that's true. And then now you just say shit. <clears throat> that is like a whole rabbit hole of conspiracy that I love. Like when you search for things and then you see 10 ads on Facebook or Twitter or wherever, like really is getting kind of fishy it's i'm more fearful of the factor of imagine if you're in a store and like you're <clears> buying <throat> something and some dude behind you is just like 
you know what? I wish I had some whips and chains. And then you start getting a bunch of advertisements for whips and chains. And you're like, I didn't even say that. That was some dude behind me. Are you voice record? Like when the thumb, nobody even talks about that. You know how easy it was back in the day to open up somebody's phone. If you knew their passcode or some shit, or if you just could, I don't know, just grab their phone when they're not looking like when they're drunk and you could easily see through all their text messages, everything they've ever typed, anything they've ever searched. Now it's a thumbprint thing. So like you can't, you gotta you gotta have that person's thumbprint to be able yeah. to do it. Well, how long until like they're able to just do the voice recognition thing and be able to pick that up and be like, well, that's not him saying he wants whips and chains. That's another person that he's at a store next to. So make sure it's his voice. I think that kind of technology is probably not far away at all. Don't say I would, that. I would imagine it's not far away. I already don't like technology. I think it's getting a little bit ridiculous with half of the shit we're creating, to be honest with you. I don't like putting a chip in your head. I'm just not pro doing that because I know <laughs> people and I th I think the more often than not, they're going to be looking up porn or some person's going to try and find a way to hack that person. Yeah, I could see that happening because with new technology, you know, all the flaws aren't worked out right when it gets released and hackers and people that just want to generally do bad or on top of it, finding all the little back doors they can get into and steal everything you have. I mean, we're still fighting over what considers you a doctor and why would you have it in your name? Like, I don't think we're ready for a neurochip that's going to be able to have the internet on our head. I just don't, yeah. I, even though it's like Google can give us a far reach on whatever we want to look up or search, it's not helping us in any way. Like, we're not looking up the smart shit. Like, I just spent, I think, two hours yesterday <laughs> watching WWE Facebook videos. Like, I don't want, <laughs> I, I don't want the ability to have that in my head. Like, I don't know why it was so entertaining. It all looked extremely fake but then i was like just noticing the people in the crowd and there were some people that were severely crying like they just lost a loved one and i was like i don't well, sad. i don't have that inside of me to be able to get into wwe like that but apparently after the edge got hit with a chair or something some dude just acted like his mom died he's like ah! i was like i <laughs> i was like i'm sorry that's not me i don't have anything that i love that much that i would cry over especially like a cable or entertainment series but i get why people get addicted to it i mean everybody's got to find an avenue with some stuff but i don't want that neurochip in my head for that capability yeah. I'm not not for implants at all. People that want to do it, that that's fine. Go do your thing, but I'm not going to do it. I don't believe you because breast implants. Well, that's an exception. I had a woman come into my work. I work at a gym and she was like, I'm getting plastic surgery. And most people are like, oh, she's probably getting like, because she's an elderly woman. Small, very small, very small. She calls me cute too. I like it. Um, I was like, you could take care of me, but no, she comes in. She's like, I'm getting plastic surgery. And immediately I just look at her and go boob job. Like not to be rude, but like, yeah. is that what you're doing? And she was like, no, 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 I'm getting a knee replacement. I was like, oh, and she goes, would you want me to get a boob job? And I was like, I don't, I don't, if that's what you feel like you need to do, but are you hinting that you would be my sugar mama? <laughs> I... I've had someone approach me and offer to be a sugar mama before, and I just couldn't do it. It gives like, you more time to do other shit. Like, if you have someone that takes care of you, 
365 days of the year. And then one day out of that year, you just have to give her what she wants, but you get to drive around in a McLaren. You're telling me you're not going to do that. Yeah. I couldn't get behind it at all. I, I thought about it. Believe me, I did, but I don't know. Just the thought of having to lay down in bed with somebody that's, you know, 90. I'm like, no, I can't do it. It not, might not it, even for a minute. It might not even have to be a love factor. It could just be a factor of like, maybe you're just like really, really good friends. And it's like that one day, but she loves you. But you're like, I, I don't feel that way about you. But I yeah. really love the things you buy for me. So I love the money. I'm going to be your best companion. We're going to play dominoes in the park. We're going to do a bunch of shit. And like, I would be down. For, I would just be have to be honest. Like, hey, I don't have these attractions to you, but I would love to watch and throw bird seed at people in the park. Let's like not even birds, just throw yeah. at people just walking by. Well, with this lady, she made it clear like right away, you know, it's strictly sexual. That's all she wanted out of it. And I'm like, eh, not really my thing. Sorry. Yeah. Would you, would you prefer more of like a friend or companion instead of having sex? We just like watch movies or something. Like we just go on plane rides, your money, of course, and just kind of fly off into the distance. Yeah, I mean, something like that would be a little more bearable, but I, I can't be screwing around with somebody's grandma like, fuck that. Imagine she didn't have any kids, though, so it's nobody's grandma, just an elderly woman. Mm, I still couldn't do it. No. Couldn't get couldn't behind it at she, all. She has the best oatmeal cookie recipe in the world. <laughs> I don't I don't care what she has. I can't get behind it. Ah, oh, dude, if you get if you throw a nice oatmeal cookie raisin on me, I'll take I'll jump on the grenade. I'm fine with that. Nah. More power to you, but I'm not doing it. <laughs> it made me think of like, okay, so if you know anything about like the sugar industry, how they kind of lied in the beginning and said like, oh, fat's bad for you, so don't eat fat, but really sugar's bad for you. You don't want to yeah. have a whole lot of sugar. You think there's corporations like that that are doing that now? Like I start thinking of Nestle's Toll House, whatever those cookies are. Like, I oh, look yeah. at that, I'm like, oh, yo, Oreo, there's something going dark in here, hard. I, I could see that being a thing. Because it's all about money. Money makes the world go round. And if there's a way they can tell you a lie to make you spend more money, they will do it. Well, if you look up in, like, any of Nestle's, like, history, there's just a bunch of weird, dark shit. Like, they fund a bunch of, like programs and stuff like government programs and stuff like they funded it's like is this the same one like the one with the dove like the one that makes the the chocolate and then you look it up it's like it is it's like hold on a second so why is nestle involved in all these corporations and all these like things happen to do with PETA? like they have no frame of reference here and honestly yeah, that's, that's kind of weird it's like hold on they have a giant climax with the vegan community because apparently chocolate syrup is vegan yeah, I mean, that makes sense. I think the vegan community will stand behind anything that halfway makes sense these days. What do you feel they stand behind with the most? I don't know. Air feeding? That, that, that's a, a good question. It's going to screw up everybody who's yeah. vegan when they find out that plants have emotions and feelings. Then what the hell is their argument going to be? Because that's what I try and say. I was like, we only perceive 
our emotions. We only really think of our emotions. And then now we've reached a point in time where we can perceive animals' emotions. Obviously, animals have feelings. They they can feel pain. We can sense empathy kind of for an animal when they, you know, anytime anyone dies in a movie that's an animal, it's fucking crying, tears bawling, people walking out of the theater and shit. Well, at one point in our time, people thought that you could plants had emotions and feelings and could understand us. And if you talk to some farmers, they still think that. So how far until the vegan argument is kind of terminated that, hey, plants have emotions, too. So now what are you going to eat? I have friends that are vegan and, you know, more power to them. But I see them post things on social media all the time and they're like, we really support this company because they're doing a lot for our community and all that. And I'm thinking, are they really though? Or are they just telling you whatever you want to hear? So you spend your money and they make their money. That's a thing too. Like actors, all these people are like, well, he donated $500 million to charity. I'm like, yeah, but that's a tax write-off. Is any, is anybody realizing that? Like they're not just doing it out of the kindness of their heart. Nobody does anything out of the kindness of their heart. It always has to be they're getting something from it, whether it's like good stimulus of like, I did a good thing today, or, hey, this is going to make me look really good on social media. It's like, you're not yeah. doing it because if you did it, you wouldn't say anything about it and you wouldn't even post about it because you did it. Yeah, good deeds don't need to be announced. Like, you can just do it and go about your day when you're done. You don't have to tell everybody, look what I did today or look where I spent money today, you know. I gave $2 at the gas station for some charity or whatever, like just do it and leave it alone. It leads into my big conspiracy of the Salvation Army and why I don't like them or not Salvation Army, which is the guys with the Santas that stand out in front of Walmart and ring the fucking bell. Oh, with the little red kettles. That's yeah. Yeah. That is the Salvation Army. I don't like that. Not because I think that's like, Oh, I like, okay. Donate to a good cause. Sure. But it's the objective idea of that they're kind of guilting you into donating, like looking at you, shaking a bell, and they're forcing empathy out of people to yeah. be like, all right, I guess I got to. And it's like donating. It's like you should just donate if you're going to donate because you got to do because you want to donate, not because some dude is awkwardly staring you down, like ringing a bell at you, like you better <clears throat> fucking donate that $10 you got there, Sonny. It's like, but this is all I have for groceries. And it's like, does it matter? I don't give a shit what you want. Yeah. You, can, you don't need that I, for loops. I actually went to the store the other day and some family had their little kid out there and they were ringing the bell for the red kettles and all that. And I, I just tried not to look and I'm like, don't fucking do it. Don't fucking do it. And when I was walking out, I was like, oh, God damn it. Now I got to count and see if I have any cash in my pocket. Like, that's what I'm saying. It's got to it's got to be even worse because you feel like shit because you're trying not to make eye contact. And then when you do donate, it's like, all right, it's still kind of forced, though. It doesn't give you yeah. the same reaction, but it's like they're feeding off of that. And I don't like that. I'm like, can we just find a way to do it without like have a bucket outside, but nobody's staring at you to do so. So then if somebody wants to donate, there's no forced obligation that you yeah. have to. But people generally do more when there's an emotional connection. And when you see, you know, a sad looking old Santa or somebody's little kids trying to raise money, you know, like Girl Scouts and Boy Scouts and things like that, you're more inclined to have an emotional reaction and donate. I think you should do it in a smarter way, though. Maybe put up a sign like, you know, when you go like trick or treating or something and someone's like, take one, don't be a greedy bastard. You look at it like, ah, all right. Yeah, Yeah. it's it's a good sign. (laughs) Maybe have that in front of the Salvation Army thing instead of a person have like a really funny sign like, hey. 
Don't worry, we're not going to awkwardly stare at you while you pick out your belongings. Just donate if you want to donate. Or don't. I don't really I, give a shit. I don't think that would really work because you know somebody has to watch it to prevent thieves from just coming up and taking the whole kettle and running off with the money. And that's when you have a dude on top of the Walmart standing right above it, and he's with binoculars, and he has a whole thing of water balloons. And he's like, don't you touch it. Don't yeah, you touch it. What's a water balloon going to do? against your kettle of money you know you can run faster than he can throw we didn't say it had to be filled with water you could put something else in there yeah that's a little risky though like like bleach yeah but what if you accidentally missed and hit some little old lady just trying to walk out of the store with her whale crackers or whatever <laughs> i bet she wasn't expecting that <laughs> water balloon to the chest <laughs> Just hit her right in the back of the head. Like, <laughs> just face first. My bad. <laughs> Somebody take her purse and put it in the donation slot. Thank you. <laughs> like, sorry, ma'am. I'll make up for it by being the, your little sugar baby. Honestly, that wouldn't be the only thing that probably blindsided her this year. <laughs> Think it through. Think it through. I'm just looking at things like it's really weird because I think with the amount of social media that has kind of came out now, especially how big it's kind of grown, it's in a good way and a bad way. But I think the issue was at one point, it's kind of examined the media and this whole global thing. And now it's like at this point <clears throat> where people don't know who to trust. Like they looked at the government as red, white, and blue, and they know, they kind of know they did some shady stuff, but now it's like everything that they see, they're looking for the shadiness. They're looking for that. What is that opposing thing? Cause they never, ever thought of that before. And I think that's when this conspiracy stuff comes out. This is when everything comes out. I mean, it's fun to dive into. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. Do I think we're on a flat earth? No, but I entertain the idea, you know, like I like to hear someone's thoughts on it. I mean, my buddy from this uncanny earth had told me way back on like my 200th episode that we came from Mars. And I'm like, all right, tell me what you mean. He goes, well, meteors hit Mars and that space dust floated off, trickled down onto earth. And then we evolved from those particles. And so technically we're Martians. I'm like, doesn't it mean it doesn't sound too far fetched? You know what I mean? It's not something that's like out of the realm yeah. of possibility, but it goes down even farther when people are like, there's mole people or Adolf Hitler is still alive. It's like, what are we doing? Are we just like tossing out shit yeah. and figuring out which person's going to buy into it? I think if you toss out any topic, somebody's going to find a way to believe it. And, you know, with flat earth and all, I don't believe it, but I can understand how other people do. And I'm all for like, you have your own opinion, do your thing, whatever. But which, don't, which, don't try to force it down my throat. Like, this is real and you're wrong if you don't believe me. Like, fuck that. Yeah, well, that's just an issue with people picking sides. See, the problem is when you ask somebody about religion, politics, anything of that sort, you're trying to narrow them down to wonder where you could steer the conversation to try and increase or decrease the relationship, which is like, if I asked you, are you a man of God? Yeah. If you're, if you're a man of God and I'm not, I'm going to immediately be like, okay, well now I know to stay away from you because you're not going to have the same opinions as me. So it's like this whole idea of trying to narrow down even smaller groups. And then it gets really fucking weird with social media because now like instead of just being like, I'm into fucking ponies, it's now into, <laughs> I'm into, I'm into ponies, but they have to have a horn and then they have to have like a unicorn and it goes off into a whole different variation where it's like, it's the same thing, basic principles. Yeah. One slight characteristic that's off. And that's why I think the whole world is going to end up turning into cults. Yeah. I, I personally am 
a, a believer in, in God and all that. I'm a religious person, but I hate religion because it's always, you know, shove it right down your throat and make you like it. And I'm like, no, fuck that. Can't do it. I see where it works for people for sure. I'm not a religious guy, like but I have family that is. So I'm like, I, I get it. But I think the issue is when you try and have that opinion and then force it down someone's throat. Like the whole reason I got my ordained minister's license under the United Church of Bacon, that's a real thing. <laughs> I, can, I actually I have to look this up right now. Look it up. It's a real thing. It cost me $45 to get it validated at my Maryland courthouse, which I did. I spent an hour and a half trying to convince the lady there. Um, it's like a safeguard for athe atheists. So like, if like you don't believe in religion, oh, yeah, that is a real thing. Hold yeah, on. it is. I'll send you a picture of my document it has my name on it. It's fucking stamped and everything cost me 45 bucks. Um, I just, I just looked it up on Google and one of the first links is like, get ordained. And I'm like, fuck, we're clicking this. Damn right. Uh, and the order of the, uh, temple of the Jedi, which was actually on a ballot in like 2010 for, uh, when they were voting, there was an actual ballot, and I think in like Texas or something for that uh, religion. But yeah. I, that all stemmed from a bunch of Jehovah's Witnesses on the boardwalk condemning people to hell, saying you're going to go to hell, like just screaming at you. And you're like, whoa, what? What, what do you mean? I'm eating fucking uh, <laughs> a, a candy necklace, and you're telling me I'm going to hell? And he's just like, you're going to hell if you don't believe in Christ, but you can't be saved. And I was like, that's where I have a flaw with it is why, why are you going to try and shove that down somebody's throat and just let people pick for themselves? I'll tell you, I've yeah. gotten religious at very few moments in my life. And that is when I'm on the brink of death. I've been on the brink of death a couple of times. And I've just kind of been like, if there is somebody out there for the love of God, I just don't want there to be nothing. And I think that's the biggest fear. But the biggest question of all is the fact of who's to say what's real aliens could be a yeah. fucking thing. We could be like the for, Sims. for me. The whole thing is like, I, I feel like, who are you to decide if I'm going to hell or going to heaven? How is it your place to tell me that? Like, that's between me and whatever I believe in. I just like to ask a lot of questions and would they give me an answer like, that's just how it is. I don't, I'm not, I'm not good with that answer. I just, I, I want to know their opinion on what they think. You know what I mean? And yeah. it seems like if you ever deal with the church, it's always got to be something like, a final two to answer or something they've already said before. It's like, but what are your thoughts though? I just want to know your thoughts. And they're just like, that's just how it is. And that's how it must be. Yeah, well, it's like, well, fuck. I, I live in the South where we have, you know, Southern Baptist church on every street corner. And I see it every day. You know, it's a bunch of old people. Like you're going to hell. If you don't come to church today, like, nah, fuck you. I got better shit to do. But I have a herniated disc and I can't get off my couch. Yeah. Well, you better pray like hell on your deathbed. Yeah, like I can believe in Christ on my own time. I don't have to conform to your schedule. Like, I leave me alone. Let me do my thing. Yeah, it's like, well, who's to say what's what? What do you have to believe in? It's so hard to believe in things yeah. nowadays because every time you have this mythical idea or fantasy, either it gets exposed as being bullshit or people think you're nuts. And it's like, hang on a second, what? what where's the can we just get like a person that's honest about everything like a magical omnificent being right now i don't it doesn't have to be god it could just be anything it could be fucking dr manhattan let's say dr manhattan comes down <laughs> you have one question to ask dr manhattan what are you asking dr manhattan oh fuck if you only had one question to ask that's something you gotta put thought into like i don't think that's something you could just come off the fly with I would ask him, is world peace possible? Even though I already know the answer. He's going to say no. 
He says, because it's an, an inherent need to want to fight something that's different from you. It's just this thing. You, it doesn't matter if everyone on Earth got along. If an alien species comes in, that's the only time it would ever happen is because we're going to yeah. shake hands until we can deal with this shit. And then we're going to go back to fighting each other. You just think it's impossible because you're all looking for flaws in each other. And it's like, then what do we do? What do we just keep fighting? He goes, that's actually what keeps the world balanced is having that fighting. And it's like, I, I think I, it is. Fuck. I mean, most people want the world to see things through their point of view, but that's just not possible. And because you don't see things through my point of view, fuck you. We're going to fight about it. Well, imagine like, um. so I like to use this example, which I just thought of. So it's going to be the first time and hopefully I like actually going with it. Uh, but, you know, when you go to the carnival and you're playing a little game with the squirt gun, you're filling up the clown's mouth and the bar keeps getting higher and higher and you yeah. get that fucking prize when you win. Um, that's what I think everyone's mind is, is like slowly everything that you research is that information or that water going into your head. And then that bar going up is just wherever you're kind of your opinions or views are going. Yeah, and that where you, you have to have a breaking point in that scenario. Like when is it too much before you can't handle anything else? When they go into the insane asylum is when that's the breaking point, when they're fucking yeah. painting the walls with shit, I would say. No, that, but, that's a good response to that question. But the issue is, I think, because if you sit there and say like, hey, and you're raised one way, all your morals and values are going to go up in that direction. And then when someone else at a different level or in a different viewpoint, maybe at the same level, comes over to you to talk about like, well, why don't you do this? It's so hard to back down from your way that you've been raised. Like, it's why it's so hard for people of a high wealth class to be able to sympathize with people from a low wealth class, you know, that have never, ever been through struggle. Yeah. Sorry, I'm uh, I'm still looking into this Church of Fagan deal. It's in um, they have benefits. I'm telling you. Well, a friend of mine wanted me to get ordained because here in my state, that's all you need to perform a wedding. And I'm kind of a weird person, so they're like, you should get ordained and just do weird like costume weddings and things like that. I mean, but, I'm uh, Church of Fagan. That's where I'm going. You do Church of Bacon. The only one I haven't gotten into is Pastafarianism, which is like really difficult. Oh, yeah. I, I've heard of that one before. They're very, I see, like, I like that whole idea is because I'm not a fan of like sticking to one ideology. I think that like if you stick to one view and don't listen to any others and you never change it, you're never going to really grow as a person. Yeah. But parody religions have like this weird thing is like why are we worshiping one religion when we should be open for all it was like i don't i, I do they even still do the pledge of allegiance <laughs> at school anymore i haven't I don't, I don't think they do yeah so it's like that was a big thing and then i guess we just stopped doing that like without like low-key telling people so yeah it brings well, I, I think they told everybody that was a that was a big deal I don't know, dude. It makes this world a little bit tricky when it seems like we've been living by like, that's like you're raised a certain way. And then by the time you're in your 20s or you're like 18 years old on the cusp of being an adult, they just change it on you. And it's like, hold on a second. So then why was I doing that for all this time? It's like, oh, that's old way of thinking. We got to evolve now. It's like we're evolving too fast. Yeah. Like technology wise, mm -hmm. at least in some moral ways, it's really, really slow. But it's it is an advancement where it's like, I don't. I, I, we can't just keep backtracking information every 10 minutes. It's not doing anything. But we do. I mean, we, every, everything backtracks 
you know, ever so often. And it happens way too often, in my opinion. So things that you learn or things that people teach you today are not relevant by the end of the day. So this is why we need Dr. Manhattan to ask him questions. He should be Google. That's what should be the issue. Yeah, I, I think that's a that's a good idea. Because if you type Google or you type in Google anything like what is, it's going to give you a list of shit like what is herpes? How do I know if I have herpes? What is this? Her and it just keeps going down the list. Yeah. It's like, this is what people are typing into Google. Where's the smart <laughs> shit? Like, what is gray matter? What is dark matter? What is this? And like, none of that gets asked. And it's like, when you complete the full sentence and you're one letter off is when that word or thing will pop up for you to search it. Everything else is like, if you're going to type in what is dark matter, it's like, what is dark porn? What is dark side of the moon? Pink yeah, Floyd. Um, in general, people don't give a shit about things that don't affect them every day. They give a shit about, you know. We're matter. It's fucking yeah. everywhere. But does it really change your life? If you learn today that that's not true, is your life going to be any different tomorrow? Not really. You're still going to wake up, do your thing, go to work, come home, sleep, video games, whatever the fuck you do. I mean. I think when you expand your reach out and you start soaking up a lot of information, understanding a little bit more, there's a curse to it because yeah, you know more and it's awesome. You're getting more intelligent, but you also worry hella more like, from the first episode, I would say of doing this podcast, I was so fucking ignorant to so much stuff out there. Like I didn't know what all these government projects or experience, all, any of this stuff was. And then yeah. to where I'm at now, I've talked to so many people where I understand more issues that have gone on in the world where I'm like, I'm fucking old. <laughs> like I feel aged, like compared to the first time when I was just worried about the best spot to take a shit. And it's like, now it's like, oh, I'm worried about like Australia's healthcare system, how there's all these issues going on with it. It's like, that's the, so ignorance is bliss, but. Yeah, I think with our podcast, we are pretty ignorant about every topic that we pick. Nobody knows anything. And we do very little research and usually get shit faced drunk when we record. So. But isn't it because you're talking about conspiracies, though? You don't really have any information? Kind of, but some things are not full-fledged conspiracies. Some things are just, you know, ideas that are not very popular. Okay, okay. That's a big one right there. What do you mean? What do you consider a conspiracy? Like, give me one and then give me one that you consider not a conspiracy. Um, like... MK Ultra. Yeah. Well, we just did our uh, most recent episode on religious practices, which is weird because we were just talking about that. But uh, one thing that I picked was exorcisms. So it's not really, it doesn't fall in the conspiracy category. There are people that perform exorcisms. There are people who receive exorcisms. And it just really came down to a matter of do you believe or not? Do you believe that, you know, people can be possessed by demons or, you know, evil entities. Now here's a tricky one. Um, so I posted an episode 461 and like she could talk to ghosts and then she brought up JFK and Mr. Rogers. So I had my own questions, yeah. obviously. I don't know if you saw that one, but a lot of people are like, how did you do that? And I was like, I don't think she's fake. I just think she's kind of, 
tricked herself into believing that it's possible. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like you can trick yourself out of a lie detector test. I think that's what, if you look at someone like doing an exorcism, first thing that comes into my mind is like, this person's faking the fuck out of it. Like nobody's yeah. like, all right. And it starts making, it, but once you start seeing like shit that you can't really explain, it starts to go into like the whole movie, like split, which is like, oh, you've tricked yourself into yeah. believing you have these things, which is possible. I mean, hypnosis is such a strong thing. If they can get you to stop smoking something that's so addictive because you need it. I, I'm a firm believer in if you believe something, long enough or with enough conviction eventually it will become true for you like willing it into the universe yeah i mean obviously if i believe i'm i'm gonna be a billionaire i don't think that's gonna happen but you know if i believe ghosts are real or you know god is real or angels are real or whatever it may be eventually it becomes real in my mind i'm actually with you on that 100 percent um because I've been thinking about this too recently is like how if you believe something or you think of something strong enough, maybe not like a tulpa, like you can create a ghost or anything, but like willing it into the universe, like making it so like, oh, well, today I'm going to have a great day. And then just keeping that optimism high, it's going to make your brain reflect on scenarios that happen in your life and just kind of pull the good part out of it. Like, okay, my car didn't start, but hey, at least I'm still breathing and it's still yeah. going to be a good day. But like, some shit like where I'm walking out of like Dollar Tree with like a glass bowl or something like oh, I'm going to give this gift to somebody. And, you know, I drop it right on the ground because right when I leave the store, the woman's like the woman's like, hey, don't drop that. And I'm like, I won't. And then I open up the door and drop my glass bowl. I'm like, fuck. I'm like, you willed it. You willed it into the universe. <clears throat> She's like, well, I told yeah. you. I was like, if you wouldn't have said anything, would I have dropped it? I don't know. But you would be more likely to believe that you would not have dropped it if she didn't say anything. So maybe we can just get a bunch of, that's why I started tossing out conspiracies to people. I just start making up stuff like, I don't know, things. And then you end up tricking yourself into believing it. And then maybe you're willing it into the universe. Like next thing you know, like you say, yeah. like pizza's not real. And like people start realizing, oh my God, I've just been eating painted cardboard this whole time. <laughs> yeah, with us, we're not all conspiracy theorists we just want to explore the idea of how did you come to the conclusion to believe this or believe that or whatever it may be okay i'm gonna i'm gonna toss one out to you and i want you to because this is one that i've created in my own mind because i'm a bit of an insomniac so i was wondering what is the what is what's going on here in the brain kind of but at the same time my buddy sleeps with his eyes open so I'm like, yo, I have to study sleep and try and figure out what the hell is going on. Yeah. So when you fall asleep and like you're out, okay, maybe your dreams are like the doorway into a whole nother dimension, like another, another you. So another Matthew is doing this whole other thing in like an alternate universe. And when you feel that, you know, you feel like you just fell and you woke up that hypnotic yeah. jerk, that's your body bringing you back into this one. Okay. So like when you close your eyes, it's called rapid eye movement. Your eye starts moving around super fast inside of your head, looking for yeah. everything. That's your brain searching for a doorway to hop into. I could see that being a thing. I, I believe alternate universes could be real. I mean, there's no evidence that says that they can. So. And then when they figure that out, when they solve that equation of like, hey, we can now go into another dimension. So right now, me and you are in dimension A, but then there's dimension B where 
it's like just a slight difference instead of you know i have short hair i have dreads or something so then eventually when we can tap into that and we can jump into those portals kind of like rick and morty style you're gonna be like you're gonna have a kid and you're gonna tell your kid you're grounded go to your room no electronics they go to their room and then an hour later you're like i don't believe this kid's in his room you go into their room they're not in there so you have to check dimension B, dimension C, dimension D, and then all the way fucking down until you find your kid in his room, but in a different dimension using electronics. Oh. Well, you said I was grounded in a, and I couldn't use electronics yeah. in dimension A, not dimension B. But if you could do it like just when you sleep through through the power of your dreams and you ground your kid and send them to their room, what if they just take a nap and then, you know, in their dream state, hop into these different dimensions? So you think, you know, whatever, they're just taking a nap and they're really, you know, just out going around, checking everything out. That's why I don't want the Neuralink because if my kid's just sleeping in his room, I still know he's there. Honestly, if I see him, I'm just okay with that. Like if he can put a fucking pillow under a bed, whatever, yeah. I'll be I'll be okay with that. As long as I just see the body, it's like, well, at least he tried. You know what I mean? But if he's yeah. hopping in other dimensions, using the Neuralink to actually go into these dimensions, but not physically leave... What do we do then? I can't just yank the chip out of his head. Yeah, and I think maybe that would explain, you know, like when you're walking around and you always get the feeling that somebody's watching you. Maybe it's just another version of you that hopped into your dimension. Maybe Fuck, that's a really good one, dude. Yeah, like maybe, you know, maybe they went to sleep in, in their dimension. They're taking their nap or, you know, whatever they're doing, they're, they're sleeping. And they just happen to get into your dimension and they're seeing things through your perspective, your, your point of view, just for a little bit, just a little glimpse while they're asleep. Around the time I discovered Google earth was when I started thinking, when you start feeling like somebody's watching you, is it someone's like on like a computer actually looking through like surveillance cameras down onto you? Yeah. Like how real is it? Like to one point where they make the cameras. I mean, we used to put, cameras and animals which made it really difficult for me to get close to like the spca because i kept thinking like yo they could have a camera on their tag or something you know like we have door cams they had cameras and animals how long until they get a camera so small enough that you could be on a fly or it could be just in the air and you not notice it like a drone yeah that would be really interesting if we had a camera small enough to put on a fly and then if we had the neural link you know we could program that fly to you know be a little micro drone to go around yeah but that that leads into a whole thing because like people will talk about like if you ever see those drone pilots that drop bombs in other countries they're not really there so they're not understanding like the they could just easily press a button and then you kill a bunch of people it's different when you're actually there experiencing it how long until you could do that with like flies and stuff like when do you start feeling like you're doing something wrong when you're spying on people well i think it takes a special kind of person to be in that field anyways, for the most part, you know, pro- professionally, I'm not counting, you know, crazy ex-boyfriends or crazy ex-girlfriends or wives or any of that, but to do it for a job, you know, not everybody can be a spy. Not everybody can be a secret agent, James Bond type. So, you know, if we had the technology and people that were really good at that job, I don't think they would care. Hmm. It's hard to me to fall down the spy route because with if you talk about MK Ultra, 
you could be a fucking sleeper agent, bro. You could just be like programmed and somebody says a certain <laughs> word like spaghetti. Next thing you know, you're freaking off doing out like crazy missions and stuff. Yeah. Well, I don't, I don't think I'm a sleeper agent, but you never know. Would you want to be hypnotized to have an amazing skill? No. You wouldn't want that? No, because I think for me, I would be more afraid of other things that they would do while I was hypnotized. Okay, so there's a big thing coming out with the neural link or whatever that's being able to edit gene code so you can actually like stop illnesses and actually be able to stop deformalities that occur in the brain, like anomalies and stuff, like stuff with schizophrenia and stuff. I think yeah. that's fucking amazing. I just don't think we're at the time period right now where we can actually do that correctly. Um, so it makes me well, that, think. That, that's why we practice on animals. Yeah, but could you hypnotize somebody to like, you're not, you're not allergic to gluten anymore. Can you do that to your whole body if you will it into the universe kind of, but like the Neuralink makes you think like, hey, you're not lactose intolerant anymore. And then you start thinking, well, I'm not lactose intolerant. Would your body just adapt to be like, yeah, what, what were we doing? Were we just freaking out for a minute? Like it didn't make sense. Yeah, I don't know. Like, Because people do that with cigarettes. Like my cousin, for I, instance, he would just- I don't know if I believe in allergies anyways. Like, I, I think that. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> like, I remember, uh, you know, in the 90s when I grew up, I never heard of kids having, like, a fucking gluten allergy or a peanut allergy. or They're willing it into the universe with the amount of exposure we've gotten to yeah. it now. And now I, I see it every day. Like, every other kid has a fucking nut allergy or you know, he can't have gluten, he can't have peanuts, he can't eat almonds, like, no, fuck that, that shit was not around when I was a little kid. The strongest person I've ever seen with, like, an, a, a really bad allergy was when I was at my work, a person came in, and she kept reading the back of all the protein shakes, and I'm like, what are you doing? She's like, I am allergic to fish, and my first thought was, we're in a beach fucking town, our main source <laughs> of food is fish, and I said that to her and she goes, well, I, my kids wanted to be here. I was like, well, you're a fucking amazing parent. Then. <laughs> but I was like, so I, I asked her boyfriend, I was like, so everywhere you go with her, you have to, she has to do this to like every food she eats. He goes, yeah. Cause the weird thing about protein powders, even though it might not seem like it has fish in it, the factory is made next to a giant fishing plant. So you have to yeah. check those. And I'm like, so you can get allergic off of it just being next to the fucking item. Cause I don't know how many times somebody cleaned off a fucking table with like, uh, OxyClean or the spray bottle Windex shit. Yeah. And I there was a bowl of chips right beside it. I still ate it. And some of your chips tasted funny, but I was okay. <laughs> that, that's kind of the way it is where I work. Like I work in a factory and, you know, it's a lot of dust particles of random ass fucking chemicals, you know. And I, I recently had a new guy that I had to train and he comes up to me one day and he's like, hey, where's the water fountain at? I got to refill my water bottle. And I was like, you know, oh, it's over here. I gave him directions or whatnot. And I was like, just don't look in the fucking bottle when you fill it up. Like, if you see that shit floating around, just drink it. It'll be fine. And he's like, hold on, man. That's kind of sketchy. And I'm like, no, nah, you're, you're good, you know? Yeah, it's like when someone looks in their drink and they're just drinking it. And it's like, dude, do you even look in there? It's like, you got a fly in your drink. It's like, what? Yeah. You just look in there and then you put it down. You didn't even care. Cause you weren't paying attention to it. That's why I tell people 
if you really take a minute to slow down in life, you start noticing a lot of shit. Like, wait a minute, yeah. my my leg actually really hurts. And it's like, oh, because you haven't had a break. You've been working like seven days a week, you know, for the past six months. And now yeah, you've had a minute to actually focus. If you don't pay attention to it, though, did it really hurt before? I mean, just like if we don't pay attention to the water that we get from work with shit floating in it. Well, I drank it 10 minutes ago and I didn't die. So I guess I can drink it now and be all right, too. It scares me the type of people that are like, I don't like the taste of that water. I'm like, what are you analyzing in your drink that's making it, you know, like that? Like the only water I think I've ever told the difference with is smart water because that stuff's carbonated. But everything else tastes the fucking same. Yeah. Like I could, I could say if you had really bad water that, and I, I don't think most of that is the taste. I think if it has a smell, people assume that it tastes different, even if it doesn't. It's like when it says reverse osmosis on the thing, I'm like, is it really? Or are you just bottling up water and just saying that so people buy it? Yeah. I used to live in, in South Florida, and they have to treat the water there a lot because of the salt content, you know. And it's just generally nasty water, really sandy, you know. Obviously, everything's a beach in South Florida, besides the Everglades, but all the water smelled terrible. And people would say, well, it tastes bad. And I drink it, and I'm like, no, it doesn't really taste bad. But if you smell it, you think that it does. I think, you know, your senses kind of play a trick on you. If you see something floating in the water, you think, you know, this is bad. But if you don't pay attention and you just drink it, nothing's bad. Nothing bad's going to happen. But wouldn't that just be willing it to be that way? Or are you becoming more aware? See, that's the fine line become from, I guess, willing it into the universe and then becoming more aware of an issue. I think, I mean, there's no problem with becoming more aware. But where I stand on that is, you know, when you were not aware, did it hurt you? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's like the hum with my refrigerator. It hums, and I know it just doesn't stop. It's still doing it, but when I start to focus in and pay more attention, it's like, oh, my God. And then I start crying to fix the issue, and you end up making it worse. Yeah. I mean, did the hum with the refrigerator bother you before you heard it? Not really. But now that you're aware of it, it's just going to bother you every time you're around. You've thrown you've throw me into, like, some fucking mind hole right now. <laughs> Like, I'm already thinking, like, the question, does a bear shit in the woods? And would it bother you if it did? Like, why are we so worried about that? It's like an age-old question. Yeah. We actually, uh, whenever I had the rest, the rest of my podcast buddies over, we were talking about that with the, uh, the flat earth conspiracy. Like, if I wake up tomorrow and they say the earth has been flat the whole time, it's not really going to bother me. Like, I'm still going to go to fucking work. I'm Is gonna it going to affect your life in any way? No, I mean, I've been living my life the same way all these years. If I found out tomorrow something's different about the earth, and it's been that way my entire life, fuck it. I still got shit to do. I got bills to pay. I got to go to work. See, this became an issue after the Alex Jones, uh, Tim Dillon, and Joe Rogan thing came out. Like, there was an episode. I got I watched that thing like 500 times and just kept pausing it every time he said something for like five minutes because you have to yeah. kind of pick apart what he says. He was talking about climate change and how it was all bullshit. I'm like, all right, dude, 
I could tell you right now, it's 60 something degrees outside in the fucking December. And the other day it was like 20 something. So I was like, climate change is real, obviously. But I think he has a point when he says it's not as the media says it's going to be like the media makes it seem like there's going to be tornadoes. There's going to be like fucking massive floodings and all this stuff. And I'm like, not a whole lot has changed. I mean, it's still like, you could tell the weather's different and stuff, but it's nothing as dramatic as they're saying it. But I think that leads into a whole thing where they're trying to make an overreaction. So then you, 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 you try your hardest to fix it. So we're not going to ever fall into that. Well, I mean, this goes back to what we were saying earlier an emotional connection makes money and if they can scare you and then sell you something at the same time you know climate change i I believe is a real thing i don't think it's going to happen in the next year i don't think all the ice caps are just going to melt away in one year but if they can scare me into believing it maybe they can sell me a prius next year well i mean they told everybody when this lockdown stuff started happening, that it was going to be like Guardians of the Galaxy type stuff where Thanos snaps his fingers and half the people on the planet are going to die. And then toilet paper is going to be gone forever. Fucking, was that a conspiracy from the toilet paper thing? Like the whole factor of that, all that shit got bought and people overreacted in such a huge way when now we realize, yeah, it is bad, but it's not as bad as they made it out to be in the beginning. So how many things in our life have been told us that it's this bad, yeah. but really it's like more of like a level five. Yeah. I think definitely fear makes money and every corporation is, you know, their goal is to make money. That's what they do. That's all they want. They don't care what kind of shit product they can shove down your throat as long as they made their dollar off of it. That is probably the biggest issue in the world right now is how many people are complaining about the fact that we're getting a $600 stimulus check. And it's like, well, how do you expect us to be able to survive off that? But you got to realize they're giving you money. They're not going to be very fruitful, even though they have a lot of it. They're not. It seems like it's to them. It's like, oh, this is coming out of my pocket. You know, that's that's less for them. That's like asking someone the age old question of if you have five apples and there's four people in front of you, would you give each one an apple knowing that you would still have one apple? Your mindset of the way the world works is like, oh, then I'm going to have less apples and none of these people are really doing anything for me. I might never, ever see them again. So why am I just going to give them an apple? Yeah, I think people are less likely to, to to give things away for nothing. Like, you know if these people are not doing anything for you or you don't have an immediate gain from it, why would you give them an apple? What is your incentive to give away something when you don't have to? It all goes down to the Salvation Army. You like that? We've been been planting (laughs) seeds in the fucking dirt and now we're coming back to (laughs) pick our fruit from the fucking plants that have grown. Yeah, I mean, it's all about an emotional connection. They can scare you or they can make you feel bad or guilt trip you, whatever. It's all emotion. Emotion drives your wallet. And it goes back to advertising too. Not just being sold a product, but how do they, in a a boardroom, when they're discovering a commercial or they're trying to create a commercial, what are the main things they look at? Who's our target audience? How do we lure them in with things like, you know, bandwagon where everyone's doing it or some type of thing of like sympathy. Let's get a bunch of, puppies on screen that are suffering and get that empathy yeah. factor of things so we can sell the product 
or don't miss your chance, you know, limited time only. You don't want to be the motherfucker that doesn't find out how cool this shit is. Like, you want to be in that bandwagon. You know, here you go. I'll give you a hundred bucks for whatever. The biggest rattle was when they had those uh, acne commercials back in the day. And then you were just a kid that was like looking at it like, oh my God, I fucking hate acne. I could totally can relate to that. But you didn't pay attention to the guy who was doing the voiceover of the side effects that was like going to cause severe bloody diarrhea. Your heart might yeah. stop. You might go deaf. And it's like, if you really replay those commercials, you're like, holy shit. <laughs> like we're glossing over this a hundred percent. Yeah. They always speed through the side effects. Like they don't really want you to know how bad it could be. Well, they only show you the things like the bunch of girls laughing and smiling and having fun. You're like, that could be me. That could be me having fun. That could be me with, you know, no self-esteem issues. And that's all you focus on. It's like advertising does a thing where it creates a fantasy in your head for that couple of minutes. So then you're thinking like, oh, what if I was in that scenario? Then you go off in like a daydream scenario, like when I missed most of my educational years in school because <laughs> I was staring out of a window wondering what it would be like to have superpowers um you know but th- there was time gaps I missed Pythagorean's theorem I missed a bunch of shit that could probably help me in my life today even though I don't really see a use for it in a lot of scenarios but it was that daydream and that's what I think a lot of stuff is now movies all that stuff it gets a daydream scenario maybe some dude secretly writing plots or like little like secrets to the universe that everybody's just glossing over yeah like with things like that it's all you you have to be a popular kid and nothing else matters you have to be popular you have to have money come from a good family whatever and that's all that matters fuck what you're gonna learn in school if you're not popular it doesn't matter like, yeah, mm. when they're showing you those acne commercials, you're already thinking about that's going to be me walking down the hallway with the leather jacket, hitting the jukebox, and giving the thumbs up like the Fonz. Yeah, like if I didn't have this acne, maybe I would be in the popular group. You know, I would be an it kid. Probably still be the same dude. Yeah, that's that's the funny thing is if you're like, oh, when I don't have acne, and then you walk over to the cool group, like, what's up, guys? Like, get the fuck out of here. Like, what are you doing? What are you doing over here? It's like, we don't have acne anymore. You think that's what was stopping us from hanging out with you? That's how the fucking world works. Yeah. All the advertising is just, you know, provoking emotional response. So you spend your money. It's always looking for an easy way to make a quick buck. Yeah. And if your phone over here is somebody talking about their whips and chains or whale crackers, you know, and they're like, hey. We can show this guy an ad and he might buy these things. First of all, if you have a commercial or ad with whips, chains, and whales crackers, you've sold billions already, my friend. There's, <laughs> I don't know who wouldn't be buying that. Like a fucking <clears throat> bunch of people having like a major underground sex ring and then they just pull out like a bunch of whales crackers. Like, gotta stay, you know, gotta stay neutralized, whatever the hell. They'll make up some yeah. catchphrase bullshit like that. And it's like the old, I miss the old school commercials, the infomercials, like the sham wow and stuff, the freaking, has this ever happened to you? And it's like a dude with a bowl of chips and he sits down on his couch and just throws the fucking bowl up in the air. And he's like, oh shit. Like those were amazing. And I wish they would come back because those gave you those like 2 2 a.m. or whatever, like just joys in life. Yeah. I always love just how funny those commercials are. Like, you know, the lady sits down and fucking her blanket falls off like. 
do you really need a Snuggie, or could you just reach down and pick up the fucking blanket and put it back on your legs? Has this ever happened to you, and they got, like, a blanket on, like, a rope, and they just fucking tug it off a woman when she sits down, and it just kind of flies away? She's like, whoa! It's like, that has never happened to me in my entire life. If anything, I've had, like, myself bundled up like a taco, and then I was thirsty to grab a drink, and I couldn't get my arms out. And then it was, like, this whole fiasco. I was like, eh, fuck it. Or like you're cooking your eggs and everything is just fucking fried to the bottom of the pan. Like, here, buy this nonstick pan. That's bullshit. Or just watch what the fuck you're doing and make sure your food doesn't stick to your pan. There's one guy listening to this right now that owns an as-seen-on-TV store that's like, hey, <laughs> fuck you guys. That hose nozzle thing that goes onto your spigot so water doesn't leak out. It's like that was a whole thing, too. Like when you turn the water off, they're like, it's still using your water because it'll fill up in the hose. Even though it's at a slow rate, it's still going to use your water bill. So use this to cut it off completely. It's like, what the fuck are we doing? Yeah. Have you ever been inside of one of those stores, the as-seen-on-TV stores? They are amazing, man. You don't really I, know I you know. need night vision sunglasses until they make them. And you're like, oh, we, my God, it helps me see better at night. We had one of those stores here. It, it since closed down, but it was fucking sad. Like, I, it's just all, like, shitty products. Nobody goes in there, so everything's covered in dust. Like, how are y'all even paying the, the lease on this store you have right here? I uh, got one of those nonstick pans and I can t- take a picture of it now and send it to you. And you'd be like, that obviously didn't work out. Cause the whole pan went from like <laughs> copper to black, even like someone in my family was like, how the fuck did you burn a non-stickable pan? I was like, I sprayed it with the canola oil and everything to it. It just still burned. Like, cause you're cooking it too high. I'm like, I want my eggs done fast. I don't want to sit and wait. What the fuck? <laughs> That's how I cook. Turn it up on high. It'll get done faster. It's like when they say put the chicken in the oven for like 300 at 350 or something for like two hours. I'm like, how about 450 for one hour? Yeah. And you come back and the fucking house is like smoking. You're like, oh, I, I bought one of the uh, the copper ninja mat things you lay on your grill or whatever, you know, and it was awesome. I bought it because, you know, my nephew wanted it. And I'm like, cool, we're going to make some fucking burgers. I'm going to cook some fish. And you would think it's going to be the best thing ever. You know, your shit's not going to burn. It's not going to get stuck to the grill. But all it did was collect the grease, and then it ran off the sides and started a fucking grease fire and burned the shit out of everything anyways. And I'm like, oh, I should have spent that $15. There's only been one product I stand by, and it's a George Foreman grill. Oh, those things are amazing. I mean, I got one at a thrift store. It's fucking amazing and it still works. It's like two years old. And first of all, you have to buy a product where any person that names all of their kids, George, like, come on, dude, you're just a, you're a baller at the top level status at that point. Like I only support people that do amazing things. My, uh, another supporter is James Brown. Cause actually in on December 14th was the day James Brown was arrested. And can you guess what he did? What? Do you know who James Brown is? Yeah, I know. You know, I feel good. Um, he actually was on a uh, high-speed pursuit. He was arrested for waving a shotgun at uh, an agency office, a retail agency yeah. office, next door to him because they used his toilet. Yeah, probably shouldn't have done that. They shit in his toilet, and he <laughs> waved a shotgun at them. I said, that man's a genius. It, for me, that would depend on did they flush or did they back it up and just be like, well – it's your problem now. Or they pull a double decker, which is the worst thing you could ever do. Yeah. 
I don't know if you know what a double decker is. Yeah. You poop in the top of the toilet tank. I don't know though. Is that worth uh, you know, pulling out your shotgun and like, you know what? Fuck you guys. You shit in my toilet without permission. You got to perceive it on how somebody would perceive that as like if you were in a, uh, at a mafia guy's house, you know, you walk in, his wife greets you at the door, gives you the double kiss on the cheeks and everything. Yeah. And you walk in, you give him the double kiss on the cheeks. And he's like, you come into my home, sit down, I have dinner with my family. And you're like, OK. And then you sit down, you're like, I need to use the bathroom. You go into his nice ass bathroom, you take a shit and then flush the toilet and it doesn't flush. And then instead you stop it up and then you're like, oh, God, what do I do? And you're like, I have to go. And then you leave. He's going to fucking find you and break your legs because yeah. that's an insult to him. But, I mean, James Brown is not some mafia guy. I mean, it's James Brown. He is the best person. He's a damn thundercat. <laughs> if you watch this interview when he's on cocaine and he's sitting there and he's grinding his teeth, like he's moving his jaw, like shot to shot doing the freaking yeah. drug thing. And they're like, so why do the ladies love you, James? And he's like, because I look good. I smell good. And I fuck good. And it's like he is wearing those golf sunglasses, the yellow ones, like the yeah. ones you see on, and it goes back to as seen on TV, the ones you see at night where it's, it's a little like pilot yellow shades. He's wearing those and his hair looks like fucking Thundercat. And he's like, yeah. <laughs> and he just goes, yeah. And they're like, so you got a new album coming out, right? He goes, I don't want to talk about that. I want to talk about I feel good. And like, yeah. you just tell he's on so many drugs. I've seen a couple of those interviews from him. I'm like, good Lord, how did this guy walk around just completely blasted all the time? Like, how, how do you live that way? Um, that's a battle with addiction, but was it addiction or maybe it's a conspiracy? Like the government drugged him up to make him look like a buffoon. It's, it actually probably leads into one of the most easiest conspiracies <laughs> possible, which is Alex Jones. When I say Alex Jones to you, what's your first thought? It's probably something like, what well, up? Uh, this is about to be fucking insane, right? Not really. Uh, really? Because okay. I, I've watched Alex Jones for a long time. It, I, I've watched him for years, you know, before he got banned from everything and all. And before he went completely off the deep end. See, that's the thing is I think it was a forced deep end. Like you talk about like Jimi Hendrix, for instance, people think he was killed by his manager. So it, that's a bit of like a conspiracy thing. Yeah. Um, Kurt Cobain, they think a bunch of different things that are like conspiracies out there. The weird part is, is like when he started talking about climate change and then Joe Rogan was like, wait a minute, are you a climate change denier? And he goes, now listen to how you just said that. Saying yeah. you're a climate change denier is like saying you're a 9-11 denier. Yeah, it happened, but what what is what is like with the 9-11 thing? Horrible incident, but we have a lot of yeah. things going on now that the government has power that they probably shouldn't have to do to look into your own life. All at the idea of wanting to stop terrorism. When you're like, this doesn't even involve terrorism. Why the fuck are you target advertising me? So they it's the same thing with um oh god, what's his name? Oh man, he exposed Area 51, Bob Lazar. Um, they, oh yeah, he was on, uh, he did Joe Rogan recently, didn't he? Yeah. Well, he, they, for 30 years, the government made him look like an idiot. They destroyed all his college documents, everything yeah. that he went to Harvard and everything. And then next thing you know, 
he comes out saying all this stuff and then people are like, oh my God, he was actually right. So he wasn't an idiot, but 30 years of looking insane. When you own a media company, the main thing was you could never own multiple media sources because then you affect influence. And when you affect influence, you can change popular opinion, which means you can sway it into whatever the fuck you want. And that's the issue is when maybe all these famous people, they're either getting drugged up like Charles Manson or they're fucking just being exposed in a really bad light because they're finding or they're on the cusp of something that could expose something that they're hiding. Yeah. I, I'm all for not having a monopoly on media, but unfortunately we do. And you only see what they want you to see. And then when you're somebody that digs deeper and wants to shed light, I guess, or expose things that, that just seem a little bit fishy, like Alex does, then that's when you, you find yourself banned. You either find yourself banned or you find a bunch of people thinking you're batshit nuts. Yeah. So I guess that kind of does, I guess it really, it's a badge of honor. <laughs> it's a badge of honor for you, man, because you do a podcast on these types of topics and yeah, you are bullshitting with them and having fun with them, but you are kind of highlighting some stuff. A lot of people don't know about. Yeah. That's our, our whole format is not to get super serious because we all sit around and drink way more than we should every other Saturday. And we've been doing that for years. And we always get drunk and start talking about this weird off the wall shit. So like, you know, why don't we just record this? Cause I'm sure somebody else is thinking these same things when they're drunk and they might think it's funny. I think that's because when you're drunk or you get high or you get something like that, you really start to notice a lot of shit. That's like back to the beginning. We're saying noticing things you don't normally know. look at that. Yeah. Dude. We're always fucking bringing it back around. Um, dropping seeds. I'm telling you, but <laughs> when you get like that, it's like when two people are drunk and having a conversation, they can understand each other, but everyone else is like, what the fuck are they saying right now? I think you just hit another level where it's like, you, like you get high. I start questioning why the hell money's a thing. Why the fuck are we using a piece of paper to buy things? And that controls our way of living. What the hell? How did we get so capitalized yeah. on that? Well, I think, you know, with our format, I always, I, I don't, I, I'm a terrible podcaster. I don't listen to our own episodes. I don't I listen to my stuff either. We record and then I'm like, I don't fucking remember what we talked about last night because I was so drunk. I don't want to know what we talked about last night because I was so drunk. It might be embarrassing. But, you know, we've had people say, like, <clears throat> excuse me, we've had people reach out and tell us, like, this is the best thing ever because when we're drunk, we have these same conversations. But nobody wants to admit that they think about or talk about these weird off-the-wall topics. I'm like, we got you. That's what I'm we're, saying. We're, we're the people for that. There's everyone thinks I've talked to so many people. I can tell you, we all have these thoughts. Yeah. We just got to find a way to express them. I think once we're more open about shit like this and just having fun with it, you're going to have a way better life. It's going to be a way better world because we're all just like confined to our own. Like, oh, I can't say this or they might think this. I'm like, I guarantee you that person right beside you is saying, thinking the same shit. Yeah. That's something we have learned since we started doing this is there are way more or people out there that, that think the same things we think. 
whether they want to admit it, you know, not always, but we're the people they're like, fuck it, I'll say it. You know, I'll I'll address the elephant in the room, you know, fuck it. I don't believe this or I believe in that, you know. And we can develop it into this. It's gonna be that James Brown confidence. <laughs> yeah. I feel good. I feel good. Well, look, Matt, you've given me enough of your time, brother. I'm going to let you hop off into sleep if that's what you're headed towards. But no, no I, just, I just drank this uh, this whole fucking monster. I'm awake for the day. Is there uh, anything you want to promote podcast-wise? You want to tell people where they can find you at Twitter, Instagram, YouTube? Yeah, uh, we don't really uh, – we don't use Instagram that much. We're mainly on Twitter, and that, and that's about it. But uh, for Drunk Theory Podcast, we – get drunk and talk about all your random ass conspiracy theories if that's your thing give us a listen you know follow us on twitter we we reach out to everybody we can we try to get the most of our messages and things but we might be a little slow but we'll get to you you know or if you have a theory you would like to us to address you know send us a message we'll, we'll talk about it and i'll make sure i link it all in the description and thank you for listening to this episode of out of the blank podcast Hey, thanks for checking out the podcast. If you want to visit iTunes or Apple Podcasts or anywhere you get your podcasts, rate, review, subscribe, and even share the show. Helps me out. Leave me a little something like a little message about oregano or Domino's pizza or how Papa John's is evil. Thanks for checking out Out of the Blank Podcast.